Welcome to Creating Smarter Spaces, where every episode, you'll learn about another aspect of the intersection between technology, innovation, and the built environment. Produced for corporate real estate, facilities management, and workplace technology executives just like you, this podcast will make sure you stay ahead on the ever-evolving journey to creating smarter spaces. Are your ESG goals a game? Well, they should be. What if you could get every person in your office on board to make micro changes to their daily behavior to make real positive progress on your ESG agenda? In this episode, I'm gonna share with you how you can use data from a smart workplace to drive employee behavior change through the use of gamification. It's fun, it's engaging, and most importantly, it works for the smallest or the largest scale organizations. I'm your host, Michael Prischula, and this is Creating Smarter Spaces. So let's dig in. Almost every company today has ESG goals in one way, shape, or form. Companies have really doubled down in making commitments in some or all of these areas, which is great. But outside of these big lofty goals set by the board or most senior executives, how can we enable and even better encourage and empower our people to make tangible impacts to these numbers? In this episode, I'm going to talk specifically about the E of ESG, environment, and how we can combine gamification with the capabilities smarter spaces give us to encourage and empower your employees to make real impacts on your company's environmental footprint, and in many cases, also improve your bottom line. One of the great things about smarter spaces is they enable us to gather tons of data. So much data, in fact, as you'll recall from episode one, I strongly encourage you to make sure you know what you're going to do with the data before you get it all. If you haven't listened to the episode yet, it's called How to Start Creating Smarter Spaces, and there's a link in the show notes. So we can get tons of data. We can get data on attendance, occupancy, utilization, air quality, really granular power consumption, and heck, if you're set up like a Disney cruise ship I spoke about in the last episode, you can even know how many loads of laundry you've done in a day. This is all data that's interesting for your ops team, and at a corporate level, I hope you're having discussions on how you can reduce things like power consumption, increased recycling, and all of those good things, and can move the needle in reducing your corporate impact on the environment. If you're doing this already, bravo. Now, I want to help you take this a step further. I want to help you think about how you can pull together different sources of data to enable and encourage your employees to directly turbocharge your efforts and have fun doing it. And we can do that with gamification. Look, people love some friendly competition. And we also know that people are willing to do a little bit more, get out of their comfort zone, and have a little fun in the name of a charity or another good cause. So what if we took these concepts and brought them into the workplace for ESG? What if you combined some of this operational data you now have on your environmental impacts sliced and diced it in a way meaningful to your employees and fed it back to them. What could that look like? Well, it could look like this. If you had some basic attendance and power usage data, you could quite easily chart out the amount of power consumed by office per attendee per day. At a very basic level, 
Displaying the trends of this in the office will make people more aware that their individual actions have a value associated and likely drive them to make better decisions on simple things like switching off the lights when they leave a room. Charting this over time or comparing, say, the last five Mondays as an example and displaying this on some digital signage in a common space. This gives people a little nudge towards the behaviors we'd like to see and to get them to know how they're tracking against it. It doesn't need to be plastered over every display in the office, but it can't be buried in an Excel file and sent out as a one-liner three-quarters of the way down the weekly all-office email. It has to be visible. Taking this a step further, not only could you share this within the office, but you could use it to run some friendly inter-office competition in which offices can compete to reduce their power consumption per attendee and put some small office trophy up for grabs to the office that makes the biggest impact. The great things about doing this with smart workplaces is that it doesn't matter if your office is 15,000 square feet or 400,000 square feet. You're basing the competition off of the consumption per attendee. This makes the unit of measure personal to everybody who's in the office. And they feel a direct connection to the impacts of the decisions they make while they're in the office. Hey, listen, every little bit counts, as they say. It may also make them, and hopefully you, ask why their office per attendee number is so much higher than some others. And maybe even spin up a local office ERG or other employee-led initiative to tackle this challenge more tactically at a local level. Before we continue, I want to take a minute to thank all of you that have taken a few extra minutes to leave a review about the show. I'm really happy to see the content is resonating with so many of you. Podcasting is an interesting medium. As the host of a solo show, as they call this, it's easy to feel like you're sitting here in a padded room talking into a void, not really knowing if the message is hitting the mark or not. The star ratings and even better, the short written reviews help me know what you like and enable others to discover the show as well. So if you haven't had the chance to leave one yet, I'd love for you to do so. The simplest way is to visit the website at smarterspaces.live slash reviews and hit the rate the show button. Or you can do it right here in the app you're using to listen to me right now. It really is that simple. Thanks a million. And I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Now, back to the episode. Another potential option can be done in a similar way with recycling. If you choose to deploy smart waste cans that can track the volume of waste you send to landfill versus recycling, you could again share this data back out on a per attendee basis and start some really fun inter-office competition. If you followed some of the advice I gave you in episode six, how to monitor workplace energy usage to enable action, you could even get really granular and have campaigns or competitions on very specific items like switching off lights or turning off unused video displays. Exposing the costs, both financial and environmental, of these choices to each individual can help them understand the impacts of their decisions and give them visibility into the fact that their actions can make a difference. Especially if you're in a large multinational organization. It's really easy for an individual employee to feel like they're a very small cog in a very, very big wheel. I think many of us understand that. In situations like this, it's easy for someone to feel that whether or not they turn off a light when they leave a room is not going to make a lick of difference or even be noticed on the expense line of the company. But when we can bring these big, large, abstract numbers 
and shrink them down to the individual level, we can show people they can in fact make a difference. And most importantly, when we make it fun, it's much easier to get people on board. Now you've got 500, 5,000, or even 50,000 people turning off the lights and displays when they leave a room. Now we're talking about impact. There's a ton of scenarios out there that you can play with. Look, here's a couple more. Stairs usage versus elevators. How many people traverse the stairs in the day versus the times the elevator goes up and down between floors? Tracking the low carbon impact of meals. You know, what meals are we selling the most in the cafeteria and what's the carbon impact of those? Was today a heavy carbon impact day for meals or not? We talked already about TVs and displays being left on. Are we turning things off when we don't need them? Some really advanced things like monitoring HVAC on floors with no occupancy. You know, this one is a little bit more operational, but showing the real-time impacts you can have as a team when you choose to put your people in less space for a day really helps them to get on board with why you're shrinking a footprint. Many of these same principles can be used for employee wellness initiatives in the social part of ESG, but that's a topic I'll leave for another episode. At the Cornet Global Summit in 2022, Peter Miskovich from JLL did a great session on wellness that stuck with me. In that session, he said, people want to be involved in making workplace wellness initiatives come to life and you should embrace their involvement. I believe the same is true when it comes to environment and sustainability. People are ready to help make a difference. It's up to you to show them how. Simply showing them the impact that they're making will be more than enough to get many on board and start to making changes for the long haul. I'd love to hear from you if you're doing something like this already. If you're new to the podcast and don't know where to find me, smarterspaces.live slash connect, that'll hit me straight up on LinkedIn. Keeping an open mind about what you can do with the data you're collecting and the creative ways you can apply it across the organization will help you not only make your workplace run like a well-oiled machine, but enable you to bring new and some fun experiences to your people. People want to be involved. They want to help, but they need you to show them how. Investments in creating smarter spaces isn't just about helping you get more operational data to put into a spreadsheet or on a report. There's many real tangible initiatives that you can drive with the data it can give you if you take a step back and think outside the box. Many of these can even result in a higher return on investment than your original smart workplace business case might have forecast. Got other ideas? I'd love to hear them. Send me a message on LinkedIn. The easiest way to find me, as I said before, smarterspaces.live slash connect. I'd love to brainstorm some other possibilities with you too. Achieving corporate ESG goals doesn't just need to be the role of the decision makers in a special department or on your corporate board. You can empower everyone in the organization to make tangible changes to your environmental impacts, their personal health, and so much more using some basic data from smart workplaces and a willingness to share it with them. Take the step. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with the impact that you can make. This episode was produced with the support of iIdea, a pioneer in smart workplace technology. iIdea's innovative devices, including room booking panels and kiosks, are enhancing millions of workspaces globally. Their solutions not only improve space utilization, but also align with ESG goals. With features like on-the-spot room reservations and automatic release of unoccupied spaces, 
IADIS technology optimizes workplace efficiency and energy use. Chosen by leading enterprises for their open platform flexibility and strong security standards, IAD is recognized by HID Global and approved by Apple for Apple Wallet Access Control. Discover more about their smart workplace solutions at www.iadea.com. So that's a wrap on today's episode. But before we leave today, just a reminder, I make this podcast for you. So if it's something you like and feel others would too, please consider leaving a review on your podcast platform of choice or share it with a colleague or friend. Not sure how to? Not a problem. Just point them to smarterspaces.live slash listen and all the options will be available right there. As always, one final disclaimer, all views and opinions I share on this podcast are my own and may not necessarily be those of my employer. I trust you've enjoyed today's topic and I hope you'll tune in for another episode soon. This is where real estate, facilities management, and technology converge. This is Creating Smarter Spaces.